Hey, this is Chris. Before we get to the show, let me tell you a little bit about Anchor. Anchor is our way of we record podcasts. Fantastic. Let me tell you why. It's easy. It's free. There are creation tools that we can record and edit your podcast right from your phone and your computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you. So it can be heard on such um, providers as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many, many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need in a podcast and so much more. Check out Anchor, and you can find it all in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Anchor, it's a fantastic way of creating your first podcast and making it work. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Pop Culture Show, Craig Shop with George Thomas, our Akron Beacon Journal film critic. George, we've made it another week. How are you doing today? Well, my voice is dying, I think. But other <laughs> than that, I'm good. It's been a busy day. Yeah, well, at least you were able to see a good movie here to, to hold you over. Um, no Time to Die. It's the 25th Bond movie. It's 59 years in the making since Dr. No came out in 62. Um, this is the, 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 the end of the Daniel Craig era, which has been sort of wildly uneven at times, where it's been very, very good and then sometimes very bad. Uh, tell us a little bit about No Time to Die. Are we talking very good Bond or very bad Bond? For me, it's very good to excellent Bond. Now, I've seen other reviews, and there are other people who aren't very happy. I don't, you know, I don't care. Yeah. You know, with, with all due respect, you know, I own every Bond film, right? Okay. I've watched maybe half of them. Okay. I've seen half of them. Um, Daniel Craig is my Bond. <laughs> there, there's no other way yeah. to put it. Nobody's, and with all due respect to Sean Connery, Nobody does it better than Daniel Craig. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, that's a pun. Agree. That's a bit punny, isn't it? Well, you know, I, I agree, though. I mean, you know, I think Daniel Craig is the closest version of what Bond really should be, which is, you know, essentially, essentially he's an assassin. I mean, he kills people. He fights people. He, you know, he can still get the girl. He can still be suave and sophisticated and spout off fun one-liners. But at the end of the day, his job is to you know, protect everybody in, in England, you know, and, and, and be that protector for, in, as, as an MI6 agent, you know, that's what his job is. So I agree. Daniel Craig is the perfect James Bond, in my opinion, too. Let's see what I liked about his bond is it, he added layers yeah. of emotional gravitas. You know what I yeah. mean? Right. He, yeah, he's a killer, but there's something deeper and his portrayal of the character that right. always attracted to me, that was always attracted to me. He yeah. he just added something to the role. Yeah, I think the the biggest shift that I can, the one that I can still remember to this day, and you know, it's it's surprising to think that Casino Royale came out what like almost fifteen years ago or whatever it was. Like that, yeah, it seems like it just came out because of this reboot, you know. But it's been sort of an uneven release schedule. But, you know, there was the the scene where he was essentially tracking a bad guy, but he ended up entangling with a beautiful woman, as James Bond normally does. 
And right before he was uh, set to, to close his entanglement, he got a, a notification like, I got to go follow this guy because this guy's on the move. And instead of being the, the womanizing James Bond that we've come to know over the last, you know, 50 plus years in movies, he does his job and, you know, he can still get the girl link and still be fun, but he showed a little bit of restraint and a little bit of understanding and maybe a little bit more of a um, 21st century Bond almost, if you will. Well, you see, you know what got me? And I was talking about that emotional gravitas. Right. I mean, Skyfall made me cry. Right. The end of Skyfall is just emotionally devastating. Yeah. For that character. And it's like, it's something you never expect to see in a Bond film to that level. Bond being vulnerable is something you never expect. Yeah. And and those ending scenes with with Dame, uh, is it Judy Dench? Yes, it was. Yeah. Those were just, damn, damn. And I think it was nominated for Best Picture Actor at, at Oscar too, wasn't it? That year, or I, I I can't recall. I don't. It should have been if it wasn't. It, it's definitely, um, it was definitely worthy of that at the time. Um, no, I, it was nominated for the technical stuff, right? Yeah, figures, <laughs> right? <laughs> Why not, right? Yeah, there we go. But you know, that's that one. Yeah. That one, and since then, you know, you've mentioned the uneven ones. I've given up the uneven ones a pass simply because you know the character's genesis. Yeah. I mean, everybody hates Spectre. I don't. I didn't hate Spectre. I, I did not like Quantum of Solace, though. Spectre, okay. Spectre had Christoph Waltz, and I, I refuse to hate that movie because Christoph Waltz <laughs> is in it. Even though it was sort of uneven, it was certainly not the train wreck that Quantum of Solace was. Well, Christoph Waltz is the 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 tonic to cure everything in the film. Yeah. And you know, he's in this in, in, yeah. in No Time to Die. And his his scenes with Bond in this movie are just positively freaking delicious. You know what they remind me of? And it's gonna be sacrilege for some people to, to hear this. Um Tom Cruise and his last nemesis. Ethan Hunt's last nemesis in the uh, Mission Impossible films. Okay. Um, <laughs> the interaction made me think of that, of all things. So, you know, that's more of a compliment to to uh, Mission Impossible from borrowing for the from the best, obviously, because sure. obviously the the tone of those films are steeped in bond. Very as, much was so, that, yeah. as was that original television series to a large right. degree. So um, that's a, the best compliment I can I can put pay that Tom Cruise series. But he, he is he doesn't have a lot of screen time, but it pays off. That's the best way to put it. Yeah. Well, you know, I want to talk a little bit about. We take a deep dive in here, and it's it's a two hour and 40 plus minute movie it's the longest bond at least uh, that i can recall um, obviously you know there's a lot of you know aside from daniel craig coming back we obviously have uh leah sodu ray fines naomi harris ben wishaw 
uh, Rory Kinnear, Jeffrey Wright back as Felix Leiter, which I'm excited to see. I love Jeffrey Wright as Felix Leiter. I always wanted him, even though he only had like, what, 10, 15 minutes of screen time in Casino Royale, I kind of thought like, wouldn't it be fun if he got his own spinoff movie at the time? You know what? He is he is the epitome of smooth. He I is. Mean, he is. I, I love him. I love Jeffrey Wright. I mean, that dude, yeah. as actors go... He is one of the most intellectual, and mind you, I, I haven't, I interviewed him once for Basquiat. Okay. So we're going back 30 years, but, right. and he was obviously a, a, a lot younger then, but he was just so smooth, so intelligent, so intellectual. And it, it, it he's able to transfer that to every role yes. he does, no matter how minor the character. I can't wait to see his James Gordon in the Batman. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, in, in addition to some of the returning cast, we have the new the newcomers. Uh, Anna Diarmas is a, uh, I believe, a CIA agent. And my prob probably my least favorite Oscar winner, Rami Malek, is the, is the, <laughs> gonna, the villain gonna... here. I know we mentioned this. I mentioned it a couple weeks ago. I really did not like Bohemian Rhapsody. I did not like Rami Malek in Bohemian Rhapsody. I thought if you're going to give him an Oscar nomination, then fine, whatever. But the fact that he won it really just kind of grinds my gears. So, okay, you've seen it. Is, is Malik up to the task here as a Bond villain? He's up to the task, but you know what? The it's it's to me it was the least interesting aspect of the movie. Yeah, you know what I mean. You, is that you, one of the problems of Bond? Uh, most Bond movies, not all Bond movies, because there are some great iconic villains in the Bond franchise. But isn't that when when maybe some of the villains aren't so good? That's when the movies just quite aren't up to snuff. I wouldn't say he's not good. It's just there is, and, and I'm going to go back to these emotional elements because right. there are so many other interesting things going on that. Yeah, you're the bad guy. You're gonna die, and and that's essentially it. Right. Something bad's gonna happen to you. That's that's the Bond formula. It's there, there's gonna be some doomsday scenario. He's got to deal with. It's all a matter of how he gets to the point of dealing with it and what happens in its aftermath. And 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 those were the most interesting elements. Um, and and let let's be real. Over the course of Bond's, it's fifty some odd years now. He's been an uber sexist. Yeah. Without a doubt. So imagine, right. imagine he shows up. He's he, in this movie, he's in retirement. And they're slowly luring him out of retirement. But who's 007 now? A oh, that's, uh, yeah. Yeah. Lashana Lynch. Yeah. Yeah. A woman is 007. Yeah. So you really don't think that's going to. I don't know. It's nothing overt, but the subtext is there. And it's like, how is he going to cope with this? And and eventually they come to a sense of detente. But but that was a lot more interesting to me than than Rami Malik's character. His right. his 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 reason for coming out of retirement obviously is related to that villain. But still, right. the circumstances surrounding it are a lot more interesting, and they're they're very complicated for him personally. So yeah. that's what I enjoy. 
Yeah, one of the themes, uh, you know, in this five film run for Daniel Craig's James Bond is that, you know, Bond's past his prime. You know, I think they really highlight that a lot in Skyfall where, you know, he doesn't, you know, hit every target in target practice when he gets back from a mission and he's slowing down, so to speak, as the, you know, the, the main agent for MI6. So that's kind of a theme throughout some of these movies and, you know, maybe having the younger, you know, uh, better equipped Lashana Lynch's character maybe taking over, maybe not just being a woman, but the fact that it's a younger, the, the crop of talents getting younger and better than me than it ever could be. That's probably another thing that sticks in his craw too. Just uh, seeing that happen as well. Younger and more tech savvy. So, yeah, mine you know, has also been about the tech and, yeah. you know, this, these, these youngsters are, they, they like their toys they it's going to be interesting to see what direction they take it in after this film. Not in the, just in who gets to assume that role, but how do you, and you, you, like you said, it's been 15 years, it's 2006. Technically, we're barely into the new, new millennium. Right. So how are they going to reinvent Bond, the character, for the next 10 to 15 years. Right. I mean, you can, you can really go back and do a, a kick-ass origin story if you want to, because I don't think that's, that's ever been really explored in great depth. Yeah. I mean, Skyfall obviously hints at some of his origins and, and, and certainly brings it back as a, an original story, but um, yeah, I mean, you could go a multi multitude of directions. I'm, we'll get into that here in a few minutes. But, um, you know, one of the things that struck me, you know, obviously it's a large runtime. It's very robust, two hours and 43 minutes. Probably the standard action that you would come to expect from a Bond franchise movie, uh, especially one with Daniel Craig. But how about, uh, you know, one of the things I thought was interesting when they when they first got this off the ground is, you know, tabbing Kerry Fukunaga as the director. How do you think he fares in the director's chair when, you know, Sam Mendes has been in that seat? Martin Campbell obviously rebooted the franchise very well with Casino Royale. How do you think, uh, you know, a new, fresh set of eyes on this uh, franchise worked in this uh, favor, maybe? Number one... You you get that 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 fresh perspective where yeah he he's actually poking at the character with his his flaws the sexism being one that's that's the first thing I noticed but it, there's certain things you have to have in a Bond film and one of them is and let's let's be realistic you have to have cinematic scope and he acquits himself quite well if you ask me. Um, you know, it, it, we keep, you've mentioned the runtime a couple times. It's the breeziest two hours and 40 plus minutes I've had in a long time in a movie. Right. So uh, I was pretty much riveted for the entire time. The stunts are, stunts are next level. They right. really are. And he, he, he feels comfortable handling the material. Right. So, okay. Well, I did read your review and everybody, you can read George's review in the Akron Beacon Journal or at beaconjournal.com. Uh, tell everybody who has maybe not seen the review on the paper yet or online, what grade you gave No Time to Die. 
No time to die. Got a rare A minus. Yeah, a very rare A minus. Georgia definitely liked it. So, I mean, I I don't think it's going to take you giving an A minus for people to go see this film. I, I'm pretty sure the box office returns are going to be pretty nice. Um, but uh, very excited to see it myself, though, and, and see sort of an end of an era. Um, now, I will say without, and you can spoil it like you maybe did with Venom, but is there any possible way that Daniel Craig's James Bond could come back if the money's right, if he decides I want to do it, if the studio's like, yep, let's do it? Did they leave that little breadcrumb available just in case? Never say never again. Right. <laughs> like bond, it's like a Bond title, you know what I mean? <laughs> That'll be the next Bond movie. I was, I was wondering if you'd pick up on that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Very good, George. I like the puns. Um, well, nothing else this week. Obviously, uh, I don't think studios were dumb enough to say, let's compete against No Time no. to Die. Um, so I thought it'd be interesting, you know, since this has been, you know, at first, you know, Daniel Craig didn't want to do any more Bond movies. He said he would rather slit his wrist than, than you know, maybe don the, uh, the tuxedo again. So he obviously was coaxed into this 25th anniversary, you know, this 25th movie. Um, but he is apparently going to be done, and that's not bad. You know, I'm, I'm glad Daniel Craig can move on, and, you know, he's made all the money that he'll ever need to make in the world. And then, obviously, now he can go on and do some other fun things, too. Uh, but there's always the debate of who should be the next Bond. You know, there's always names that have been thrown. Hugh Jackman's name has been thrown around for years um, Idris Elba has been sort of a hot name over the last several years. I guess it might depend on on how you view the franchise and how it reboots, whether it reboots just a normal way where an actor of any age could play it or if you want to go young or old. Do you have anybody in mind that you would love to see become next the next 007? Actually, I, there, there are several. I could see okay. Tom Hiddleston doing the role. Yeah, I, I told you I, when it, after Loki, I, I mentioned I'd love to see Tom Hiddleston as a uh, as 007. Um, Daniel Kaluuya. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think Idris. I'd love to see, but I think, it, I think he's too old. A little too old, bummer. maybe for it now. Yeah. It, and that that's a bummer for me. It's yeah. like because I think I think if there were there was going to be a black bond, he was the epitome right. of the character, period. Yeah. W without a doubt. Um, I do like the Daniel Kaluuya, though. I really do. Yeah. <laughs> I know Tom Holland has been mentioned. I don't, uh, I don't see that, though. As, I don't see yeah. Tom Holland. Yeah. I think my big one that I've always come back to, and, and this is probably an easy choice, even though he doesn't get mentioned as much as he used to, but Henry Cavill... There you was go. almost Bond for Casino Royale. Actually, Martin Campbell, the director of Casino Royale, screen tested him, loved him, wanted him. The studio said, nope, you're going with Daniel Craig, which is fine. A great choice, obviously. But Henry Cavill, doesn't he just look like the new age Bond? He's muscular. He's good looking. But he looks like he could do he could be the, the guy that gets the girl while also killing everybody with his bare hands. Well, he, he showed that in one of the Mission Impossible films. Right, yeah, and that was maybe his uh, chance to maybe audition, so to speak. Um, but, but yeah, I could see that easily. I, I love Henry Cavill. I yeah. really do. I think he'd be, I think he'd be good. I, I do like the Tom Hiddleston. I, you know, we talked about that when uh, we uh, we looked at Loki. Um, I You know, somebody, um, John Boyega, um, also, you know, he's got the Star Wars franchise success. 
he would be another one if you want to go with a young actor, maybe getting in there that you know can you can develop a franchise with, who has franchise potential because he was in Star Wars. Um, so he might not be a bad fit as well. But yeah, Kaluuya definitely uh, would be a nice fit too. Um, another, you know, if you're if you are looking at you know diversity, um, the you know, you talked about Lashana Lynch, obviously, could be somebody that would, would possibly be there. That Reggae Jean Page, uh, who is stars in Bridgerton, yeah. has been mentioned. Although I don't know, even though he has name recognition now, I don't know that he has enough name recognition. Because I think that was the concern with Henry Cavill back then, where it's like, do people know who he is? Because at the time, that was basically pre-Superman, you know. So I kind of wonder if maybe... Page would have the same issue, not really having the star. He has the star potential, but does he have the name recognition to carry a franchise like that? I don't think you need the name recognition, though. Probably not, but it doesn't hurt, does it? I mean, no, you know, no, it, it doesn't hurt. But, but I, I really just here it is. I think if, if they cast someone like him who doesn't have the name recognition, when when the movie's released. He's going to get a serious look by by Bond fans, regardless. Right. Simply because it's Bond, it's going to be up to him to right. to prove that he can can roll with the the part. So you know, I I don't know that that's necessary. And if they really wanted to go young with with rebooting it, um, there there's the way right there. Right. Well, they could go, you know, um, Tom Holland if they want to go super young. Although I, I don't know. I mean, obviously he can he can build up the muscle and look like a you know a ferocious killer uh, as an MI6 agent. But I don't know. I, I think he could be the. It's kind of like when you talk about the Bruce Wayne Batman. Like you need someone that can look like Bruce Wayne, act like Bruce Wayne, but then also can beat you to a bloody, bloody pulp when he goes out to fight crime in the mask. And that's sort of the thing with Tom Holland. I think Tom Holland could certainly be the the James Bond, you know, ladies man type, but then, you know, are you maybe going to believe him as an action hero? Obviously he's been in, you know, he's Spider-Man, he's got the uncharted video game uh turned into movie franchise coming up as well, so maybe things could change that way to to maybe slide him into that and he would be a, a pretty well recognized name and I think he'd appeal to a lot of audiences too. Um, Tom Hardy is another guy that, uh, even though he's not the traditional, what you think of as James Bond, but he, he kind of would be an interesting character, you know, as an actor to play a, a role like that. He'd, he'd be interested and he'd, he'd act the hell out of the role. He brings that kind of gravitas. Yes. The problem is, I think he might be too old. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, a lot of it depends on what they're it, looking for. Yeah. I don't think age is on his side. Right. I really don't. Yeah, I mean, you're right. You know, Idris Elba and Hugh Jackman are probably eliminated because of age. Um, obviously, they both are physically in great shape, but it's it's kind of the, the idea of an audience looking at, can this person, does he look like they could be a, a super assassin at the age of like 55 or 60 or whatever? Even though Tom Cruise has gotten away with it with Mission Impossible for so many years, it's a little bit different, I think, because even though Cruz does a lot of the hand-to-hand combat and all the, the you know, the, the bells and whistles with all the, the car chases and fight sequences, he's in a, a role that doesn't lend itself. You, that's been born as being a smaller character playing Ethan Hunt as opposed to 
some six foot four guy playing Ethan Hunt, and then you're going to transition down to like a Tom Cruise who's not six foot four. Correct. I, I even though he did play Jack Jack Reacher, who was supposed to be what six foot three, I think. Yeah, six foot three or something in the in the comics or whatever. So you know, you can you can do some tricks there. But uh, yeah, I mean, I'd love to see Hugh Jackman. I've always thought of him as a Bond, although that was probably the 2006 reboot you know, a bond, you know, with Hugh Jackman would have been, but he was playing Wolverine at the time, probably didn't really have much of an, you know, much of a need to play James Bond, even though obviously he would have loved to, but, um, you know, there's so many different options. Do you ever think maybe Charlize Theron, you know, a woman playing Bond, if if it's not Lashana Lynch, maybe Charlize Theron's a great, a big name. She could uh, do it. She could do it and chew the scenery and just have fun with it and be very, very con- convincing. I mean, I, 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 she's just so. What's the word I'm looking for? Without trying to sound like a sexist idiot. Um, <laughs> number one, she has a skill set. Obviously, she does. obviously, but it's 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 that playful tone. Yeah, I think she's got that down too. Yeah, I mean, and the 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 question is is will audiences buy her in that situation as right. a, a secret agent, even though they already have in another movie? Right. Whoop. Sorry about that. That's all right. Yeah, I mean, what about uh, another sort of one that we haven't talked about? Chris Hemsworth. Thor, the god of thunder. Thor. He's or still is he too muscular? <laughs> He's still young enough to do it, too, isn't he? He is, yeah. I was thinking if you're looking at mid-age guys, too, maybe maybe like Michael Fassbender as well. Not classically handsome, but yeah. But neither was Daniel Craig. So. Right. Um, I'd, I'd have Fassbender's a hell of an actor, so he is. I'd, yeah. I'd have no problem with that, right? None whatsoever. You know, he'd, he'd bring that that depth of character with him. So, yeah. I've even seen, uh, you know, if you if you decide, you know, to cast some relative, not unknown, but unknown to acting, maybe Harry Styles, the One Direction boy band turn actor. What about Harry Styles? Could he be a James Bond? I have not seen anything Harry Styles is in. So well, I, he I, was in Dunkirk. He was in Dunkirk. I plead, okay, I've seen Dunkirk. I don't remember him. He didn't do a whole lot in Dunkirk as far as talking, yeah. So I'm going to plead ignorance on that one. Right. Some even have said Jodie Comer, who was in Free Guy. Um, you know, she's kind of carving out a little action niche as well. Or she's also know. in uh, The Last Duel next week. So, yeah, yeah. Um, if you're gonna go the the woman track, absolutely, I can yeah. see that. Well, I'm sure they'll. Uh, I think they said they probably aren't going to start the process until sometime next year. So. Um, I guess we can get the handicapping out for the betting, but uh, probably Here's not going to be something they're going to do right away. Here's one that's a freaking natural. Okay. Golding. Okay, yeah. I can. Well, he, he, he's coming off of a flop, though, with Snake Eyes, the G.I. Joe movie, so I don't know if Golding is the... Uh, 
I don't know. I mean, obviously he could pull it off. Scared. He could pull it off, yeah. But you know, you want you almost wonder if you want to get away from the box office toxicness, <laughs> something like that. You know, you don't. Not that you know. Not that they assume Bond would flop because they have him in there or whatever. But you just kind of wonder. Studios get a little antsy when you when you're coming off of a flop of an action movie and you're trying to cast them in the as the next action hero, especially for a big franchise like Bond. So I kind of wonder, even though he looks the part and could play it, I don't know that they'd want to touch that right now because of how bad Snake Eyes flopped. I'm going back to the name doesn't matter with the first first one in the new. No, I agree. I I, I get that. So that, that makes sense. And I, I, I would really enjoy seeing him in the part. I, yeah, I mean, you know, I don't. Do you, think, do you think fans would accept a, a female Bond, a person of color, or you know, uh, you know, someone not your traditional Bond that you've seen on screen over the the last fifty nine years? Craig, my friend, we're gonna get a Super Bowl show with Snoop Dogg, <laughs> Dr. Dre, Mary J. Blige. Yeah. Um, Kendrick Lamar, and I've forgotten somebody. You know what? Yeah. And I, it's I was talking to my mother about this because she was my mother's seventy six. She was saying she doesn't like change, and I said, "Look, <laughs> all things have to evolve." Right. And, and that that's Bond is going to have to evolve. Right. So it it's maybe. Maybe Lashana Lynch was a way to spoon feed the the evolution. Right. Maybe it's her role down the line. Yeah. Something I wouldn't mind seeing it because she she rocked in in this movie. Right. So, but all things have to evolve. It's like Bond's audience. You know what? It's the box office this weekend will be interesting because I, I still think Bond skews to an older audience now. And that's not who goes to see movies in, right. anymore. I mean, yeah. and it's been that way for, for quite some time. Um, Bond's going to have to evolve or Bond's yeah. going to die. Yeah. It's, I'd it's, love to, I mean, you know, some of those options we talked about, I, I could easily see them playing Bond I'd love to see some of them playing Bond. I mean, Kaluuya was one that I had not thought about, and you mentioned him, and I'm like, you know what? I was He's thinking of Boyega. John Boyega would be a great one, but then you know, you said Kaluuya, and I'm like, wow, yeah. I mean, that's one that I had not really considered at that top of my list, and I'm thinking, yeah. I mean, he can he can play that part, and he kind of has that that cool, sophisticated, suave appearance of him like he just carries himself that way he he carries himself like james bond almost when you see him in other movies or you see him like you know he was hilarious at the oscars obviously but just you know he just kind of carries himself that way like he could be a bond oh he absolutely does and he's got he's got the panache he's got the intellect he's he's got the charisma i to me if they announce that tomorrow it's like yeah, that's that's a no-brainer. Yeah. There are a lot of there are a lot of actors we mentioned that are just no. Oh, yeah, yeah. And it's like back to the evolution point. Yeah, audience is going to have to evolve, and I I don't think it's the audience below. Let's call it let's call it below thirty-five at this point. I think it's the audience 
35 and older that still has right the, those significant issues right any directors that you'd love to see tackle a bond movie wow. i mean sam mendez was you know the only director that i i mean i know who martin campbell is obviously because he directed so many bonds too but you know sam mendez has probably got the most pinache as a director i've always wanted christopher nolan to tackle bond but he kind of did a little bit with tenet yeah so i, I kind of wonder if he's just like no i don't really need to do a bond movie i kind of did my my spy espionage movie that was like james bond on steroids times 100 and but i, I don't know i, I kind of would love to see christopher nolan take that on because you know, the attention to detail would be there, and I think the the love for the character, because you know he's he's mentioned he loves this, you know, this franchise, and he grew up on it and everything. So I'd like to see Christopher Nolan direct a Bond movie. Steve McQueen. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. And he's and the the, the beauty of it is he's British. So yeah, he is. Yeah. He'd so, be a great fit. Yeah. Yeah. So that 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 wouldn't would intrigue me. Yeah, and I, I, and see you. We we've talked about emotional heft. Heft. He he could add a little social commentary. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, and you know, it's it's funny. He's worked with a few of the Bond potential actors we've uh, discussed here as well. Um, so you know, he, he's worked with Fassbender. He's worked with Boniega. So I mean, he's he's worked with a few. So maybe you pair him up. Maybe it's a little. Uh, a combination maybe or so, but, uh, okay. Well, I mean, this is a good discussion. I'm glad to, um, you know, you mentioned some great names there and I think, uh, like you said, they, they, they're probably going to hit a home run either way, but, uh, it'd be interesting to see them take a, a different spin on things and take that character even further into the 21st century. Here's a name we didn't mention. Yeah. And I'd, I'd be totally at home with it. Dev Patel. Wow. You're coming in hot today, George. I gotta admit. Dev, I don't know how I forgot him until now. I don't really think of him as an action star, but you know, I mean, he could play that part. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. I mean, he, you know, he, he, he was charismatic in a in a in a medieval fairy tale. Right. Right. So, yeah. <laughs> he he definitely Dev Patel. Oh yeah, yeah. That's that's a great choice too. Okay. Well, I think uh, you know if 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 anybody wants to come and you know, I mean, I guess by then maybe Amazon will be in charge of uh, moving forward here. But if Amazon wants to contact us, uh, hopefully they they download the link and listen to the podcast, and maybe they'll uh, take some of our ideas here of uh, who to cast as uh, the next James Bond. Oh, Any villains? Anybody that you'd love to see play a Bond villain? Oh my God. Who can play a Bond villain better than Christoph Waltz right now? Yeah, I know, right? I mean, even in what he did on a limited basis here. I mean, right. he, he, um, again, I'll, I'll go back to Mission Impossible. Think back, and she's no longer alive, but think back to the first film, Vanessa Redgrave. Yeah. On the train when she and Tom, our uh, Ethan Hunt first meet, right, and she's she's acting her ass off and she's playing with Tom Cruise like she's a cat and he's a he's a 
um, she's got a mouse by the tail, just smacking him around. That's right. she, she would have been a great, like I said, think someone along the lines of Vanessa Redgrave right now. Yeah. And I, I was kind of thinking like Tilda Swinton for some reason. Tilda, but you know what? Shirley's the wrong, although you could argue she's yeah. doing it in the fashion. She's already doing it, yeah. But yeah, she could, I think she'd have um, a lot of fun hamming it up. I mean, she can play that and she can play serious or whatever she wants to make, you know, her character. But yeah, or or maybe, you know, Tom Hardy, if he's not he, he, those yeah. traditional Bond vibes, he'd be a, a really, Absolutely. could you imagine he's like the, the you know, sort of the master of the tics and mannerisms and things like, he'd be like a perfect Bond villain, you know, doing something off the, off the cup or just randomly in, incorporating it into his character. He'd be kind of fun to see as a Bond villain. Oh, I agree wholeheartedly. He would he, right. he, he, he would chew the scenery would but would be very very subtle yeah. about it. Yeah. So. <laughs> I think I think we've cast our, our our movie. I mean, you know, Amazon, let us know. I mean, come on. And, and write checks. <laughs> you know, it's it's so funny because the only problem is it seems like the Bond villains are always the flavor of the week. Like, you know, um, I remember when Quantum of Solace was cast, you know, they had Matthew Almerick and he was coming off of the Oscar nomination for Diving Bell and the Butterfly. And it made sense. And, you know, Christoph Waltz was coming off of a big, you know, big hits. And of course, you know, Rami Malek is coming off of a lot of success as well. So it's almost like they kind of wait to see who's like the, the flavor of the month or that Oscar winner with a little quirkiness maybe that they can bring in and, and let them be the, the villain of the movie. So maybe, maybe it's better just to wait until, you know, two years from now to see who wins like a, an actor or best, best actress Oscar or something. Here you go. Here's a question. When does the Amazon MGM deal close? Do you know? I am not sure. I want to say it's, um, supposed to kick off either in 22 or 23. Maybe I'm not sure though. Well, I think Amazon is going to want a Bond film turned around fairly soon. Probably. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They bought this IP. They want to yeah. put it to work. You know what would be another cool villain? Peter Dinklage. Ooh. I would love to see Peter Dinklage in a Bond villain role. That would be so much fun. He would He would definitely have fun in the part and deliver a, a, a memorable performance. Yeah. Or if you could coax him out of retirement, Daniel Day-Lewis would be fun too, but that's never going to happen for a Bond movie. But no, Unless no. you get Paul Thomas Anderson to direct it or something, maybe. <laughs> maybe it could be like a There Will Be Blood sequel or something, you know? And like, well, we need you. We need you, Daniel. <laughs> if only. Could you imagine uh, like Paul Thomas Anderson or like Quentin Tarantino directing a you know, some strange non-linear three-hour, you know, Bond movie of just strange dialogue and quirky stories and characters. That'd be that'd be kind of fun to see a Bond movie like that. I think Tarantino would have a blast. Oh, I love He's even mentioned he'd like to direct. I mean, obviously, he said he'd like to direct a Star Trek movie, too. But, you know, he, he, he said he's uh, in the past he'd love to direct a Bond movie, although, of course, it has to be rated R. And I don't think uh, anybody's there for that at the studio at this point, knowing that they'd lose a lot of box office because of it. Correct. Absolutely. Can he, Samuel Jackson has a Bond villain. <laughs> <I>, yeah. <laughs> Samuel L. Jackson as a Bond villain would be perfect. Yeah. 
You know, yeah, Michael Keaton would be a fun Bond villain if you wanted to go with like an American, you know, that'd be fun to, yeah. Yeah. So many yeah. possibilities. I mean, and again, I don't want to be like Debbie Downer on this, but, you know, you we, we mentioned all those fun names and all those great names, and yet we get Rami Malek. I mean, come on. Leave, leave Rami alone. Come on. Leave Rami alone. Did he at least uh did they at least take out the teeth prosthetics from Bohemian Rhapsody before he was on screen here for Bond? Yes, they did, but he's got a burned face. That's good because all throughout Bohemian Rhapsody for almost two hours, I just thought, is he trying to hold his teeth in or is he trying to like push them out so people can see that he's wearing a prosthetic tooth to make it look more like Freddie Mercury? That's my big problem with that. I just did not care for the physicality of the performance there it just it made it seem like he was uncomfortable in trying to hold his teeth in or he was like trying to like you know show them even more to make it look like look what i'm doing i'm 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 freddie mercury you know so yeah i think i'll stop dumping on rami malik i'm sorry it's nothing really against him like he's not bad i mean he was okay in the little things although you know, that was a Denzel Washington movie, and that's all I cared about seeing was Denzel Washington go to work. But I don't know. I'm just – I'm not sold on him, and I, I, I'm not sold on that Oscar. I'm just not. We'll do, we'll, we'll do a show one of these days about – Undeserved uh, Oscars. <laughs> undeserved Oscars. I mean, I know I've mentioned Gladiator as well here in the past when we uh, discussed Ridley Scott, and that's uh, – Bad, that's bad Ridley Scott, and that's a movie that did not deserve the love it got. So, But that's for another show. George, we definitely appreciate talking. As always, you can watch, you can read everything that George writes in beaconjournal.com, uh, or if you subscribe to the print edition as well, you can follow George at by George Thomas on Twitter. He's a great follow, a lot of great Browns coverage along with his movie stuff. Um, are you streaming anything right now? What are you watching? I mean, Season finale of Ted Lasso is tonight at midnight. Uh, as we yeah, I'll be at that dude. No, okay. I, I, I'm an episode behind on Ted Lasso. Okay, I've got to get. I, I know you 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 don't really you're not an uber fan of the superhero stuff, but I am so far behind on Titans, and I love okay. that show. I and and because I love that show because it's got great young actors in it. It's raw. It's realistic, right. and you know, I'm I'm behind on that. I got to get back to the last two episodes of Foundation. Okay, I'm, I'm a couple months ahead on that. So right, right. Um, I'm behind on the morning show. Can you tell I've not had a lot of time lately? <laughs> right, yes, with football season, yeah. My wife and I actually binge watch since I'm on vacation for a couple of days here. We actually. Uh, binge watch the uh the show only only murders in the building the steve martin martin short and it's not bad it's kind of fun it's it's breezy it's quick it's uh it's kind of your it's poking fun a little bit at how people are obsessed with these true crime dramas and uh you know the podcasting and stuff like that it's a pretty solid show and you know what i gotta admit i don't know that i've ever heard steve martin say the f word on film or television before and I'm all for it, honestly. He's he's a lot of fun in a little bit more serious, but yet comedic role at times. There's a lot of comedy in it, but there's also a lot of seriousness to it as well. Steve Martin, comedic genius. He is, yeah. And Martin Short's fun, and it seems like it's been forever since we've seen them. 
and at, at the very least together or, you know, intersecting with their lives. And Selena Gomez brings in the, the new audience, the younger audience, but Nathan Lane is in the, is in the show. He's pretty fun as sort of a uh, underground uh, jewel smuggler. He's kind of fun too, in a, in a little bit more serious role as well. So yeah, I definitely recommend it. It's very quick. And I know the last two episodes will uh, come out here in the, uh, the next coming Tuesdays, but uh, we watched uh, like the first eight episodes very quickly it's a it's a really quick you know kind of get into a show and you get you get kind of addicted kind of reminded me a little bit tonally of like the flight attendant the Haley cuoco show on hbo max it's a little um satirical at times but also you know engulfs you into this murder mystery as well so very good show i, I highly recommend it if you have hulu to, to to watch that it's very very interesting show I have all the streaming services, so I will check it out. Yeah, check it out. Yeah, let me know what you think. All right, George. Well, I would definitely appreciate your time. I think we're going to be taking a week off next week, but we'll get back at it just in time for Dune. So I'm pretty excited about that. Yeah, I see Dune next Wednesday. So Okay. All right, George. Well, we'll How definitely long is talk. That one? <laughs> what? How long is that one? How long is the movie? Yeah, Dune. Oh, man, I don't know. Hopefully it's, well, I don't know. It's probably... Uh, or classic at least two and a half hour runtime, I would imagine. Two thirty-five. Okay. okay. Yeah, we'll we'll see you in a couple weeks. <laughs> <laughs> Are you going to get a chance to see it in like any special format, like IMAX or seventy it'll, millimeter or anything like that? It'll be in in that in Cinemark's version of their version oh, of the IMAX. XD or whatever. Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. Well, we definitely can't wait for that. Uh, Oscar season is upon us and some big fall blockbusters already coming out. So we're excited to, to talk Dune in a couple of weeks, George. Thanks so much for joining us. We will talk to you next week. Or in Hi, Hi, I'm Jennifer Mooney. Welcome to what is our new Hope Interrupted podcast based on the work from our book, Hope Interrupted, that I co-authored with my good friend Byron McCauley. Hey, Jennifer, you know, I'm looking forward to this podcast as much as I was look, looking forward to writing this book with you. We're hoping to interview some uh, high impact folks as well as have a little fun. We're going to cover stories of hope. To learn more about our podcast and our book, please visit www.hopeinterrupted.com.